Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, a brand new show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds, R&B, rap, jazz, soul, gospel, even country. But the primary reason for Turn It Up is to feature and help independent artists that take it to the next level by showcasing new music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks, to help your track stand out like the pros and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks that you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is, if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So let's stop playing. Get your demos together and get ready to turn it up. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. Here's the number, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com.
that's it. That's it. <laughs> Nate harassing with Oso's groove, man. <laughs> That's right. Got me in the mood, man. I, I love yeah. the the call and response there um, of you tickling the keys in the um, lead guitar, man. That was really something, man. That was yeah, something. Frank Selman, man. Frank Selman is the guitar player <laughs> in that, and the guy is just—he's crazy. He's like a blues guitar player, you know, and he just freaking kills it. So yeah, yeah. Well, welcome yeah. back, man. To turn it up and um, say hello to our co-host, Leo. Hey, what's up, Leo? What's going on, man? <laughs> How you doing? Good to have you in the building. Oh, thanks, man. It's nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, man. What'd you think of that groove, man? That was hot. Yeah. That was hot. Still in the piano. I was just on it in a zone on it. For a ride, man. Wow. Yeah, Tell us a little bit about where where that originated from, Nate. Well, man, I wrote the groove and I had the I had all the the production was complete minus the piano part and I sent it over to Frank. He's the guy that played the guitar on there and. And he just started ripping over it, and he sent me this track just for fun of him ripping. And so I decided to actually cut up his ripping parts and put them all through the track and actually built the melody around what he was playing already. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, man, he usually doesn't work that way. You know, I send I send stuff to my guys, you know, with the piano already done. But in this case, Frank had already laid that lead guitar part down, and I was like, man, I got to keep that. It's too hot, you know. <laughs> just, <I can't." laughs> You know, oh man! It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Oso was actually my dog. Oh so really? Chill. Yeah, man. He's so chill and so cool that I decided just to, uh, you know, name it Oso's groove. So. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. A dog's life ain't so bad after all. <laughs> no, it's not, man. He's oh, trust me, he's got, <laughs> he's got a great life, man. That uh, yeah. If I was a dog, I'd want to be my dog. So that'd be, that'd be good. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, you've been a busy guy. You got some Grammy knobs, Soul Train Awards, man. Tell us what's been happening yeah. with you, man. It, things are popping. Yeah, well things are popping, man. I've been very, very blessed and it's you know, taken a lot of hard work to get this far and it uh you know, last year when I got the call from my buddy Darren Ron, you know, to work on the Dave Cows project, Hello Tomorrow, and I had no idea it would turn into such cool things. You know, I mean it was a, it was awesome to be on Dave's record, right? And, yeah, and yeah. to program and, and to help write and all that kind of stuff. But for it to turn into, you know, a BET Soul Train Award and then a Grammy nomination, you know, that's just that's just crazy. I mean, at my age, you know, 30 years old, I've only been in the in the smooth jazz genre for what uh, five years. Wow. You know, and, and it's it's just it's it's pretty crazy, man, to go from zero to 120 miles an hour in a matter of just minutes. It seems like you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that that is awesome, man. And um, yeah. who uh, who um, would you like to um, you know, credit for your success as well as your own hard work? Um, tell us about the road to getting there, man. Oh, the road to getting there, man. And, you know, piano lessons when you're younger, and I guess family support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm one of those guys that you know, my family's not in the industry. Um, I didn't know anybody when I was getting into this, and and um, you know, so learning networking skills was was you know. You know, your net worth is totally comparable to your network, you know, so right. you have to learn how to build a network and all that good stuff. But, I mean, my wife keeps me grounded. You know, that helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some times where you just want, you know, your head gets a little big and you start floating, but, but uh, she keeps me down to earth and, and uh, that reflects on on uh, on my work, you know. So, so yeah, I, you know, a little bit everybody's to thank for it. My fans, the record labels. Uh, Tripping the Rhythm Records, which is my label now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right. Jeff Lon over there and Les Cutmore, man, those guys run a tight ship and they know how to do what they're doing. So, it, uh, yeah, man, they, they help out a lot as well. So, wow, that's great, man. That's great. And um, I, like I said, I was checked out your website, man. Your website looked awesome, and I heard some great songs and tracks on there as well. Everybody yeah. definitely want to check that out. And um, it's um, nateharassum dot com, correct? Yeah, NateHarrison.com. Yep, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, um, you know, lots of good stuff there, lots of cool pictures as well. And um, just tell us a little bit about your marketing and uh, the transitions you've made that you think uh, have put you where you are today. Oh, as far as transitions go, my goodness. I mean, marketing and music, it changes every day. I mean, just like the Facebook changes every day. You know, one minute you get used to it one way, and then, you know, tomorrow there's this new thing called Timeline in there that makes everything look unorganized, you know. And <laughs> right. In fact, in fact, speaking of marketing, my, my fan page, 
you know, Facebook just switched that over to a timeline. So it, oh. it's just constantly evolving, constantly changing, and, and you just have to – there is no being ahead of the curve. You know, you kind of just have to go with it, go with the flow, and see what works best for you, for you as an artist. And and um, I find I'm I'm a little bit of a loudmouth anyhow, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, you know. So that that sometimes that works to my advantage. Other times, you know, the label will call me and say, "Hey Nate, take that off of Facebook," you know. So it's uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Or sometimes I got to be careful. But oh but yeah, I, I just like to I like to be real. You know, right, I, I don't like right. I, I don't like the fake man. You can you can you can contact me on Facebook, and I'm the one that's going to talk with you. You know, right. I don't hire people to do that for me. You know. Uh, more than half of this genre does that. More than half of the music Absolutely. industry does that. But I don't want that, man. I want to be close to to my fans, and and uh, a lot of times that actually turns into business relationships. So, you mm-hmm. know, so that that marketing kind of goes hand in hand. So, uh, and and you mentioned just, something that's very important. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead, Leo. Oh, no, I, I was going to say, I, I just I didn't think there was there was uh, there's not a really specific milestone as far as marketing is concerned. Uh, not not that I can not that I can really put my finger on. I think everything together kind of works as one. But anyhow. Yeah. Did you have something else? Oh, no, no. I was just agreeing with him. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, one of the things I was going to ask you about, too, you you talked about relationships. And I think that's real important for young artists to understand how to to build um, foundations and um, understanding that making a connection is still good whether or not you get something from it right away. And, um, well, you, yeah, you just you just never know, you know. They they may need you for something. You might need them for something later on in the future. Just because the connection doesn't work out immediately, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you know you're not going to use that in, in the future. And um, I mean, this like I said, this industry is based on connections, you know. Right. So if you don't know how to make them, you got to learn how to make them. You got to learn how to keep them. You know. Exactly. So, the important thing about keeping them too is because you know you never know who in your circle is going to get a break. And um, you don't. It, it doesn't really, yeah, and it doesn't matter whether or not they necessarily like you or or right. close to you. If they know your your body of work and they know what right. they want, and, and you're at that level that they would rather choose you than someone else that is close to them, you will get the work because you know yeah, everybody's yeah. really trying to produce the best product out there, and I think that's important as well. That's and right. um, you know, um, let me see how much time we have because <laughs> I don't know how much I'm going to talk about this, but. Wow, I I was listening to um, Different Kind of Love. Man, I I was kind of blown away, man. Who is that? Oh, that's Maxine Hardcastle. That's Paul Hardcastle's daughter. Really? Yeah, hailing all the way from London. Wow. Um, Yeah, I have never met her in person. She recorded it all there and sent it to me via email and Skype. (laughs) We use Skype a lot for that kind of stuff. Really? uh, Yeah, it's pretty killer how that stuff works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but man, yeah. she she blew me away. I'm like, who is this? I kept trying to figure out who the voice was, and I couldn't pin it down. I was like, wow, yeah. I, I need to know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was funny because uh, you know her her pops, you know, pretty major uh, pop star back in the '80s, and now he's 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 into the smooth jazz thing, pretty pretty thick. He's he's been doing you know contemporary jazz for a number of years. But I first had heard her just on a quick vocal hook on one of his tracks, and it was called "Smooth Jazz Is Bumping." Is what the mm. track was, and this is years ago when I was living out in San Diego. And then, you know, I signed to Trippin, and, and Hardcastle's also on Trippin, and I, I said, man, I remember hearing her. I want to I want to hear her again. You know, I want to see what she's done in the last five, six years. And as a producer, I listen for certain things. You know, how's the person growing? How's their vocals growing? She sent over a demo that was freaking ridiculous, and I was like, well, really? that's it. We're going to do a track with Maxine on it. <laughs> so, oh, my so, God. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I was like, yeah, it's a killer, man. She's got that sultry, sultry voice, and she's only about twenty-three. Really? And, um, and she she's just a lyricist, a genius lyricist. Oh and man! She, she puts words together so quickly, and then throws down. I mean, she's a great vocal uh, production for herself. I mean, a lot of the stuff vocally, I didn't have to touch because it came back to me perfect already. And that's, really, that's that's pretty serious when someone yeah. you know you hire to do a session actually records it, edits it, and sends it back so it's perfect. That 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 means a lot. In the is, industry, she, so. is she signed at this point? She's not. She's she's kind of pursuing other options other than being a vocalist. She's also a European DJ. So you know, that's a lot bigger over there than it is here in the States. 
So, right. I mean, Adige over there actually puts on their own shows. They have light shows. It's a performance, basically, and she does that exactly. as well. And really, that that's where I think her heart kind of lies right now. So, you know, until she decides she doesn't want to do that, you know, the door's open. You know, myself <laughs> and, and, and my, my best friend in the world, Darren, we, you know, we've we've offered numerous times to go ahead and produce a project for her. But, you know, until she wants to make that decision, you know, we, we support what, what she's doing and what she wants to do. So Right, right. And it, you're really killing me because you're saying that this isn't her real passion. I mean, hell, well, when, it, I, it isn't, it, when you hear it this isn't, track, it, it then you won't you believe should, it. Well, right. I mean, the girl's got a talent that's crazy, and, it, and it uh, it's just it's just not the right time right now. You know, she wanted to pursue mm-hmm. a couple other things, but she still is singing. She's still, yeah. you know, Darren Ron's got a new record that's that's dropping uh, about a month, uh, no, about March 27th, actually, and uh, his single's popping right now. But, you know, the title track on his record is Speechless, and she sing, she's the lead vocalist on that track. So mm. it's just... Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where this girl needs to sing more, man. And if we can get her on tracks, we're going to just because it's that perfect, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, give, here it she is. Gives Sade, she gives Sade a run for her money. Oh man, <laughs> let me tell you something. Anybody who wants to sing sultry, run mm-hmm. for their money. I mean, come on. This this yeah. is awesome. This is awesome. Right. I mean, I, I hope I remember to come back afterwards. Okay. <laughs> 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 Different kind of love. <laughs> Here it is. Don't you know we got
jazz. She's kind of like, no, it's not, man. <laughs> it's not. She kind of got like a soulful Janet sound to her. Yeah, 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 yeah man. With the tone of her voice, man. Um, I don't know if you can really hear it. Um, I can't hear it from my headphones monitoring the show, but um, right. yeah, when, when I heard it um earlier today, very powerful. Uh, just so Chris, you know, Darren Ron, he he mixed that track as well, man. We put her, we put her through about a hundred grand worth of gear too. And it's just, oh really? Oh man, it's I mm. mean it sounded great before, but then you put it through the compression, mm-hmm. the preamps and the EQs, and oh man, it was just twisting knobs. It's like man, this sounds killer. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Right, right. So um, you know, most of our independent artists, they're going straight from um, you know. MacBook Pro, and um, mm-hmm. tell us some of the equipment that they can actually use still, uh, you know, using, um, you know, sort of the bare minimum equipment to be able to well, get a good sound at least. I mean, I'm I'm a Yamaha endorsed artist, so I use all their keyboards and their grand pianos. Mm. And then Yamaha also owns a company called Steinberg, which makes Cubase, right. which is, you know, one of the leading uh, recording industry software that, that you can use and, and, and obtain. Um, actually, a lot of studios right now are switching from Pro Tools to Cubase because mm. of the functionality and the, the cleanliness of the recording sound. And obviously, it's MIDI, it's MIDI uh, conversion rates as well. So, it, you know, I use Cubase. You can pick up a copy of the Pro Edition for about five, six hundred bucks, right? You get yourself a, a little interface, hook it up to your computer, whether it be a Mac or a PC, you know, and, and uh, I mean, get yourself a set of Dynaudio. Uh, or monitors and a decent woofer, subwoofer down low, and then you got yourself a pretty decent setup. I mean, the issue I have with new artists coming to me as a producer right now is, you know, every one of them wants to sound like someone else. You yeah. know, and it's 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 not really about the equipment you're going to have. I mean, don't sound like someone else, man. Find your own sound. You're going to get mm-hmm. a deal if you sound like yourself. You know, but you're not going to get a deal if you sound like Boney James because there already is one. You know, I right. wouldn't have gotten a deal if I was the next Brian Culverson. You know, it's it's not going to happen. So, it's uh, so yeah, there is equipment out there, man. The Waves bundles. I like to use UAD, which is Universal Audio Plugins. Um, they're a little pricey, but man, they're killer. I'm telling you what, you know, and and uh, they're definitely worth the cost. You know, because you you get mm-hmm. a lot of that outboard gear actually working as plugins in the computer. So, you know, you get that sound like you like you spent twenty grand on a compressor. You know, but mm-hmm. you spent 149 bucks on the actual plug-in version. So it's out there. It, you know, it's trial and error, too, man. If you like Logic, use Logic. You want to use Cubase, use it. Like Pro Tools, we call it Pro Tools, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. You know, a lot of these yeah, guys, you got to understand, Nate, they, they really can't afford to, to spend $500 on a, a plug-in or things like that. And, right? uh, you know, they got to start somewhere, man. And um, Well, for a you know, control the, tools rig, which is what these guys are going after, man, that's, you know, if you get the HD rig, it's, it's 10 grand. Oh, really? You know, 10 grand for the HD rig, 600 bucks for Cubase, I can run as many tracks as I want. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I could run 1,000 tracks in one session if I wanted to. And it's it's that's really why we call it Pro Fools. I mean, no no offense to anyone, but it's just it's an inferior product now. So I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of this stuff comes on your Mac as well, though. I mean, there's GarageBand, right. you know, and it comes with compressors and it comes with you know delays and phase and, and flange and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you can do a lot of stuff on GarageBand if you just take your time and make sure the stuff's clean. I mean. You can get a good sound, you can get a good mix, you can get a good master out of it, but it all comes down to how clean your initial playing was on mm-hmm. that original track. You know, right. the messy, if, you know what, what do they say in school? Um, bad stuff goes in, bad stuff comes out. Right, there you, know, you go. That, that's pretty much the way it is. I think we said it another way, but I'm not going to say it over the air. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got bad stuff going in, you got bad stuff coming out. So just take your time, edit properly. And you'll sound like a million bucks. You know? And how do how do you identify what 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 is a clean sound? Because I think a lot of artists um, aren't understanding what it is that that really separates and clarifies the the tracks as well as make um, the vocals stand out and get the proper amount of separation as well. Is there a way you can actually, without sitting there in front of um, a track that you could EQ or or show them? Mm-hmm. Is there a way to describe well, that that would help? The, the- the funny thing is I get a lot of calls and so do my colleagues on, Nate, you know, Darren, 
is, is there any presets we can use on sounds, like a bass and kick drum, for example? Those are the two hardest things to EQ and mm. compress to make mm. sound good in a recording session. Plain and simple. And every kick drum is different, and every bass is different. You could take the same bass player and have him play three lines, you know, in three different sessions using the same bass. It's going to come out different because it's a different day. He's playing the bass differently, and the humidity is different in the room. You know, so mm-hmm. it, there is no preset. It's one of those things where you actually have to sit there and twist some knobs, you know, figure out your EQs, figure out the compressors. You know, it's never the same. It's never identical for anything. So, no, there really isn't a starting point. It's just pull up your favorite track by your favorite artist and just A-B it. You A-B mm-hmm. it back and forth. You know, Paul mm-hmm. Brown, an amazing engineer. You know, and a lot of times I'll pull up one of his tracks and I'll A-B his to mine and stuff like that. But at the same time, everyone's got a different ear as well. So, I mean, I guess the short answer to the question is there is no shortcut. If you want it clean, there's no shortcut. You know, you've got to take the time and sit there and edit out the bad notes. If it's a vocal track, you've got to automate every line. What I mean by that is if she's too loud on on a T or on an S, you've got to bring those down. You've got to bring them down. You've got to draw the lines in through the whole entire thing. Exactly. Yeah, man, it takes time. And a a lot of people don't want to take the time. And then when they're done, they wonder, why does this sound messy? What's Nate doing to get his stuff sound clean? What's Darren doing to get his stuff sound clean? Well, what we're doing is we're not taking any shortcuts, man. We're sitting there ready to go out of our minds by the end of the day. But, you know, but then again, at the end of the day, the stuff sounds, it sounds real clean and tight. Wave by wave. <laughs> What's up? I said wave by wave. That's how you got to break That's it down. That's right, man. Wave by wave, note by note, word by word, sound by sound. You know, mm. every track with a mm-hmm. live musician or vocalist has to be done that way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, so your your training came from where? How did you discover all of this? Well, piano playing, you know, I went to the Flint Institute of Music for a whole bunch of years, classically trained. Mm-hmm. And then I got in the jazz band in my teenage years, and I cut my chops on the blues. So I'm more of a blues player than a, 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 a jazz, so to say. If, if someone wants a straight-ahead keyboard player on the show, I'm not going to get the call. You know, and I'm cool with I that. See. You know, you stay in mm-hmm. your lane. You stay in your lane, and, and you work on what you do best. And I'm not a bebop player, straight up. You know, I'll be honest about that. But as far as producing is concerned, man, it was trial and error. It's what works, what doesn't work. What do I like, what do I don't like? I'm a big hip-hop head. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was listening to uh, regulators way back, <laughs> way back in the day. My parents <laughs> were telling me to shut it off. Right. You know, and, and because why don't you listen to the real track by Michael McDonald, you know? And and I some I liked the beat in the hip hop version better than the beat Michael McDonald had in his version, you know. So it uh so I you know, I like those hip hop sounds. I like the real tight kicks, you know, with the bass on the low end and, and the hi hats and the clap tones and you know, all that good stuff and, and you know, you gotta sit down and figure out what you like and then implement those in your own production process. Right. And uh I didn't take any classes on how to use Cubase. That was trial and error. My poor wife probably kept me from throwing my computer out a window a couple times. In fact, <laughs> I, know, I know she has, you know. And, uh-huh. and it's just one of those things, man. Turn it on autosave. Who knew there was an autosave until it was too late? And your, your session crashed. You know, we're guys at the end of the day, or a majority of us are, even the girls. That, I mean, there's a lot of girls that do this too. And, and mm-hmm. man, I don't read the manuals. I don't know if you guys do, but I sure the heck don't. So it, it was <laughs> it was just trial and error. So you just figure out what you like and you go for it, you know. And uh, um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we ever read the manuals for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I well, never read a manual for something, man. Until it, it, something I'll, breaks. I'll think, well, even then I don't, man. I do a quick Google search and see who else had the problem. And I, <laughs> then I find out how they fixed it. Good. I tried to put an entertainment center together the other day, and I'm looking at the pictures, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna read it though. I'm just going, and I mash up everything, but I don't read. I'm not right. reading the manual. <laughs> exactly, man. Because I can't understand them half the time, anyways. Man. You know, there's some dude on the other side of the planet that's writing the instructions, and unfortunately, their logic doesn't work for ours a lot of the time. <laughs> and um, you know, I, 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 I want to rip the pages up, to be honest. So I just kind of do it myself. And uh, you know, a lot of times it's wrong, but I learn from that. And, and uh, next time I do it, I do it the right way. So, you know. Right. Yeah. 
And a lot of us, too, this is a part of our learning process. Um, mm-hmm. Some people can't learn by doing. They can't correct, right. self-correct and continue to learn by their mistakes. Some people make a right. mistake, get frustrated, and they don't go that direction anymore. And, um, right. you know, that is a talent within itself, and it is a learning process, and it's not really being stubborn. It's just that you have the capability to be visual and to take something apart and um, put it back together again or either that, see what's wrong by trial and error. And that's not such a bad well, you know, thing. That's funny that you said that, too, because I found in this industry there's really two types of people. Yeah. There's the people that can get pushed down and get back up again, mm-hmm. and then there's the person that gets pushed down and stays down and goes on and do something else. Right. You know, I mean, you take the pop genre, for example. There's a lot of people out there making millions of dollars right now that have no right being even – they have no right singing on a record. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's they just don't have a right being there. <laughs> but those are the people that when they got pushed down, they stood back up. They got the record deal. They're on the radio. You know, they can't sing live if their life depended on it, but they're making the money. They're living the dream. Mm-hmm. It, you know, yeah, it, it goes right back with what you're saying. I mean, you, some people give up because they can't get it. And in this industry, you have to keep pushing, plain and simple. You know, the more you knock on the doors, the more chance there is it's going to open up, you know. So, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and criticism really is just showing you the lane you need to be in. You know, sometimes it, it isn't worth anything. But if it comes from someone that um, has done a lot more in the business and is established and you, you know in time that that person really knows what they're talking about, you got to really, you know, try to do your best to understand what they're saying. It doesn't mean to quit. Right. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to change, but it does mean you have to do something different. And yeah, that's it doesn't not mean all... they're right either. You know, it doesn't mean they're right. Exactly. What you're telling you. I mean, right. I'll take a and like I said, that has, test it. Yeah. Right. You test it, and if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. And, you know, that's that's just how it goes. So, yeah, people got to keep their heads up. Absolutely, absolutely. And this industry, you know, it was tough in the very beginning, and now it's gotten a whole lot tougher because, you know, record companies really aren't doing the work they used to. Um, they're expecting you to come with a, a product in hand that's ready to go. So, you know. You well, they do. To... That, is, that is true. And, you know, a reason for that is all the illegal downloading that goes on uh, with records online. So mm-hmm. um, they do want a product that's ready to go. And what I meant by not taking shortcuts is, man, these labels expect a polished product from top to bottom. Your website's got to be polished. Your pictures have to be polished. Your Facebook page has to be professional. You know, and, and all that combined together will get you a deal, you know, if you have a polished product from top to bottom. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to play another track before we um get too far into it. Um okay. uh, I believe the um, next one I wanted to play was um Open Mic. Tell us <laughs> a little bit about that. <laughs> oh man, Open Mic. It's it's one of those tracks on the album that you know, at 3 minutes and 30 seconds you're supposed to call it quits for radio. And <laughs> there's two of them on my album. I'm like, "Screw that. I'm not calling it quits." I'm from Detroit. I like funk. I like the Detroit funk. You know, that's where my heart is. And at the end mm-hmm. of this, at the end of this track, man, you know, my my bass player Terrence Palmer is massive in the gospel scene. He's got a Grammy for it. And you know, he goes he goes to the big churches every Sunday, right? And I'm a white dude. My churches are boring. I'll be straight up <laughs> tell you, we go to church, you go to sleep, right? But man, when I was a kid, I'll say about 14, I got invited to one of the big churches with my drummer at the time. It was crazy. Bass players freaking going nuts. The beats going crazy. The crowds going nuts. It was it was it was unlike anything else. So at the end of this track, you know, Terrence tells me I took it to church. So I guess <laughs> at the end of this track, I took it to church. So I hope everyone enjoys it. You know. All right, here it is, Nate with open mic. Yeah.
<laughs> man, yeah. I, I can just imagine the keyboard just bouncing all over the stage, man. <laughs> oh, man, you have, no idea, you have no idea how many keys I, I've broken over the past seven months on that tune, man. I broke three of them on Fox Morning Show. Really? I broke another two in Reno. Yeah, I have a whole pile of keys that I break playing that track. And, wow. and Yamaha thinks it's funny, man. They're always calling me, dude, how are you breaking these keys? I'm like, man, I'm just playing the crap on your keyboards. <laughs> you know? so, so, yeah, I mean, the whole crew brought it on that tune, man. Lead bass player Julian Vaughn, look mm. out for this guy, man. He's coming yeah. out with a record here this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren Ron, like I said, he's got his new album dropping here on the 27th of March. He's on sax on that one. Full horn section, Jason, Ron, and Darren put that horn section together. And, yeah, the horn uh, section you know, was crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's tight. <laughs> it's tight. And then you've got, yeah, I mean, Darren's playing the berry. You know, that berry. And then, no one yeah. uses berry anymore, man. You know, you bring right. that back, you know. Yeah. And uh, in fact, on Why Don't You, another track on the album, that funky, funky track that I just wanted to tell everyone, you know what, this is what funk is. You know, Darren actually takes a Barry solo on that track, and it's ridiculous, man. And again, wow. Frank Selman on that tune playing the guitar like it's on fire. And, uh, wow. you know, that's, that's why I say, you know, I'm not smooth jazz, man. You know, I'm not smooth jazz, man. It's, it's, it's instrumental pop, dude. Instrumental uh, pop all day. You know? Really? Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a straight jam session right there. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. You know, I find the, the the crowd the crowd loves that man. I mean, I'm I'm not one of those guys that's gonna go play to a whole bunch of people drinking wine. You know, I stand up when I play the keyboards. Most of the time, you know, the sax player's got to come over and hold the keyboards, Dan, because you know they're falling <laughs> off. You know, and it's 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 you know it's it's just you know Culberson can walk around on the other side of the keyboard and play upside down and stuff, but. You know, it's easy to do when it's all black keys, but when when you're when you're jamming, man, you're jamming straight up. Yeah. And that, that's that's what's so awesome about that track is you just jam. You just Nate, go, I, go I, I like see the group band member, somebody just to hold the board. Right. That's I got this picture. <laughs> I got this picture of Nate just sitting there playing, yelling at the keyboard, make my music. <laughs> oh no, go go on YouTube, man. There's a video of it on YouTube where Darren Ryan and I are doing a hit out in Reno, Nevada. And we're playing that track, and I'm playing the organ, and the whole keyboard stand is swaying left and right, and people in the crowd are going crazy because they think it's going to wow. fall over. And, and it's, and then I get questions, Nate, do you practice that way? Like, no, I don't practice that way. You know, I uh, no, it's just it's a spur of the moment thing, and and when, when the groove is right, that's what happens. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Wow. Well, we we also have one more track, and I want to just get right into it before we say our goodbyes. We're only almost fifteen minutes left in the show, and right. I believe the only one we've got is "Lost in You." Yeah, I actually wrote this one for my wife. Yeah, oh, I dedicated that's awesome. my wife, and I wanted to have one track on the album that was a little slower, where I'm not beating the crap out of the keyboard, and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, played it with a little tender, tender love and care. So. Yeah. yeah, all right. Here it is, Lost in You.
And uh, right. yeah, man, that's how it works. And you just pay them with PayPal. So <laughs> technically, <laughs> you don't you don't really have to ever meet anyone to make a record, you know. And uh, so yeah, not, it's, not it's, in studio know. though, actually. But yeah, just get them yeah. to um, collaborate that way. Wow. Right. Wow. Well, yeah. well, you know, it's been great having you again, Nate, man. You really dropped some knowledge on us this time around as well. It's always oh, good to have you. Yeah. And uh, hopefully next time you come back, man, bring some friends, man. Bring some of these yeah. awesome musicians. And um, I don't know if you can get Maxine Hardcastle, man, but I'd love to interview her as well and find out what well, she's doing. Got, if we got a good Skype connection, man, there's no problem. We can just we can just do a conference Skype. Yeah, yeah. On that, you know? Right. It's like three bucks a minute to call, so it's best to use Skype for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've had I've done shows with people from the UK and Germany before as well via Skype, and um, you you really can't tell the difference. You really, mm-hmm. it sounds the same. It's just you and I talking now, so that's great. Yeah, well, look look out for her. Like I said on on Darren's new album, man, Speechless, and the track is it's the title track. It's entitled Speechless. It's it's pretty amazing. I got a chance to help write that tune and and do a little you know production on it and. And um, it's it's pretty ridiculous. So if you like different kind of love, you'll definitely love love speechless. So yeah, awesome, awesome. And um, tell us too, um, what's coming up for you? Um, you do have a new release coming out, right? Well, you know, I'm working on it right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm I, if if everything goes to plan, you know, February first of next year, I'll have another record out. Okay. I just want to kind of keep doing them back to back to back like that, and 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 get the name out there. If I can if I can get them, you know, out faster and of higher quality than my arch nemesis. You know that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's that's better for me, and uh, you know I think that's better for the record label as well. So yeah, I am working on something now, and I'm going to switch up my style a little bit for it. Okay. Because uh, I never I never want my records to sound the same. You know, yeah. I want them to sound different every time. And, okay. Uh, so yeah, I just got back from Dubai. Played the yeah, I meant to ask you about that. Yeah, um, I know a lot of artists have gone out there. And they really appreciate jazz out there. Tell us a little bit about oh, that do. real quick. Oh man, the, the people out there—it's—it's it's, it's like a pop genre, you know. Mm. They, they don't even call it smooth jazz; they call it instrumental pop, or they call it contemporary jazz, and and, and they're just crazy for it, man. They—they they love it. They—I I sold every record I had with me. No, oh, you know, and that—that that rarely happens in the states. I don't care who you talk to; they might tell you they sold out, but they didn't. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just—it's it's just one of those things where it rarely happens. And the line to sign CDs was was really? unreal. I mean, it was—it was getting unruly. Where wow. they had to come in and get people in check, which was pretty cool, and the, the photo ops and the pictures, and so yeah, man, it was it was a great trip. The weather was awesome, and, and you know we had the whole trip and crew out there, man. Ali Silk and I were up there on the boards together, and and uh, you know backing some other, you know Cindy Bradley was backing her up, backing up Elsie Renee, uh, Julian Vaughn was out there, so it was it was just a good time, man, all, all the way around. And uh, I can't wait to go back and do it again. But you know I've got some good things coming up this summer as well, and. Uh, I'll be at Darren Round CD release party of Spegatini's out in L.A. I've got uh, Lynn Roundtree, myself, and Alon Trotman will be in D- Washington, D.C. at Blues Alley. Oh, uh, yeah. August. Definitely yep. let me know. We'll come and see no, you. Oh, I will. Yeah, man. It will be in August. We're do- Actually, Nils will be with us as well, and it will be for four nights, so we're going to slam it down hard there. Oh. I, had to, I had to backline a couple extra keyboards just in case they break. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh so you got a lot of things going on in Michigan this summer, uh, a couple of funk mm-hmm. festivals I just got booked on and and mm-hmm. uh, headlining those is going to be fun cuz I'm going to re I'm going to rewrite a lot of my music just for this funk festival. I'm going to have a full horn okay. section and and some wow. vocalists and stuff like that. So yeah, man, good stuff going on, great music being made and uh just loving life. So. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. And and Blues Alley, man. I tell you, it's such a great room. You go mm-hmm. see someone there, you feel like you got to meet them, whether you did or not. Uh, it's just that right. nice, man. Very yep. cozy, um, great sound. Um, yeah, so we would love to be able to you know, meet you there, and uh, we'll make sure that we'll break our necks to get there to see you. Oh, yeah, man. I'll let you, I'll, trust me, I'll let you guys know. Maybe we can do a live <laughs> broadcast or something like that. I'm, from Blue yeah. Kind of cool. I'm going to keep an yeah. extra neck on the side, just like you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, maybe I'll go home. Maybe I'll go home with some um, some keyboard chips in my pocket too as a souvenir. <laughs> oh, never know, man. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we we're just about out of time. Look, Nate, thanks a lot, man. Wishing yeah, you the no best problem, of luck in all you do. Really appreciate you, man. And um, we will talk with you next time. 
I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com. Special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman. And uh, before you go, though, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.